This program is brought to you by RTS on iTunes U from the virtual campus of Reformed Theological Seminary. To listen to other courses or to access other materials from RTS, please visit us at itunes.rts.edu. For information on how you may obtain an accredited Master of Arts in Religion degree with online courses, please visit us at virtual.rts.edu. All right, the course structure and objectives. Uh, In this course, we will examine the role of covenant in God's redemptive purposes, giving attention to both the interrelationship and the development of the various covenants found in Scripture. Attention will be given to issues that have arisen within covenantal thought and to the centrality of covenant theology in some areas of contemporary debate. At each point, we will consider the influence of God's covenant and of covenant theology on the life of the church today, placing particular emphasis on how covenant theology is to be preached for the glory of God and the good of his people. That's our structure and objectives. Any questions, sir? Any objections to learning about covenant theology? Uh, The next is the course requirements, um, and they're just a a handful of those. Uh, The first one, of course, is the assigned reading. Just do the reading that's assigned. Uh, If you you flip ahead back in the syllabus each week, there's a a couple of readings, uh, selections from the different books, as well as from the confession and some scripture passages. Uh, those readings are laid out in such a way that if you follow that reading schedule, then by the end of the semester you will have read through all the texts and you will have done so at approximately the time that we're covering that material in lecture. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's the ideal way to do it, um, but I'm not going to quiz you along the way on the, the content in the books. Uh, you'll just, by the end of the course, be responsible for having read all of them. And on the final exam, there'll just be a question not necessarily on content of the reading, but simply asking you how much of the reading did you complete? Did you complete? And you'll be on, on your honor to tell me whether you did all of it or 75% of it or none of it or whatever the case might be. That will just factor into your grade on your final exam. Speaking of which, the final exam, uh, there will be a final covering all of the material that is discussed in class. Um, it will consist of short answer and essay questions uh, that are intended not necessarily to test the minute details of some of the stuff that we'll discuss, but rather intended to test your overall grasp of covenant theology, how the covenants move, how they influence ministry, uh, how God reveals himself in his redemption. Uh, basically, I want you to, well, I want you to know the little details too, but rather than pouring over um, minutia, I want you to, to grasp the, the, uh, the enormity of covenant theology. Uh, So that's what the exam will focus on. It'll account for a third of your final grade. You flip over to page two. Any questions about anything so far, the exam? There is no midterm, as you probably noticed. Um, Seemed a little bit... um, Didn't want to overburden you with assignments, so there's no midterm. The only test will be the final. Uh, The next assignment is, is an essay... And each student will submit a 10 to 12 page, that's double spaced, and you don't count your bibliography as one of your pages, um, 10 to 12 page essay 
due by May the 12th, which is the term paper deadline. And now I've left it up to you what topic you want to write about on your essay. Um, if there's a particular area of covenant theology um, that interests you, whether it be one of the particular covenants or an issue within covenant theology or a covenant theologian from the past or a current debate, whatever it is that interests you, I want you to be able to write about something that you'll enjoy researching and that you'll be able to really throw yourself into. So I've left it open as to what topic you want to write about. Uh, the only stipulation is that you have to let me know what your topic is and get my approval on it before you start working on it. Uh, I'll try to help you know whether your topic is enough for a whole paper, but also whether it's enough for a whole series of books and maybe you need to limit it a little bit. Uh, so uh, when you start to have some thoughts about what you might want to do your essay on, uh, just talk to me and we'll nail down a topic for you. Uh, on here, and, um, and I put on there that you need, you need to get my approval no later than April 26th. Uh, figure by then you need to start doing some work on it, so that'll give you a, a deadline before your deadline to at least know what you need to be working on. Uh, and on there, I've given you a series of potential topics that you could write about. You don't have to take any of those, uh, but maybe one of them will jog your interest or maybe it'll help you start thinking about some potential sorts of questions that you could write about uh, in your essay. Um, of course, proper footnote citation and bibliography are required, uh, and that essay will count for one-third of your final grade. Any questions on the essay? I don't. That's a good question. Um, I want it well researched enough to be a good paper. <laughs> um, and that's not particularly helpful. Um, Yeah, I do want it to be a to be uh, yeah to be a, a research paper. Uh, you know, consulting some outside sources and is that is that kind of what you mean? Okay. Um, anything else on the essay? All right, then the the last assignment is the, a sermon manuscript. And essentially, I want you to prepare a manuscript for a sermon on a covenant theology text, you might call it. Um, I don't know how often you all get a chance to preach, and if you do, whether you use manuscript or notes or what, maybe it's, or I don't know what they require in the preaching classes here, but I'd like, I'd like to see a full manuscript uh, for a sermon uh, on a covenant theology text. And my, my reason for assigning that to you is somewhat like I have there in the description. Uh, presumably, since y'all are taking a course on covenant theology, you're interested in covenant theology, you're not going to just jettison it as soon as you get out of the class. Um, but I, I still think that pe the, the tendency is to either think that covenant theology can't and shouldn't be preached because it's too technical and academic, and preachers will let covenant theology shape how they read a text and maybe influence the way they preach it, 
but they never actually give the people the tool of covenant theology whereby they can better understand God's revelation. That's one temptation. The other temptation is to think, well, my people really need covenant theology, and I'm going to tell them all about it, and everybody's bored about 10 minutes into the first sermon um, because it's not preached. So my concern with uh, this sermon manuscript is to give you a little bit of experience in taking a, a text that bears directly on covenant theology and think through how to preach it, how to present it in a way that's faithful to covenant theology but also is preachable and that, most importantly, applies covenant theology. It doesn't just leave it kind of in the academic realm, but actually applies it uh, to the hearts and the, the faith of the people listening. Uh, so that, that's the intention of that assignment. Um, again, I'm leaving it up to you what text you want to choose, just like you have a choice in essay question, you have a choice in your scripture text. Uh, on page 3, I've listed just you know, five or six potential ones just to give you some ideas. Uh, but really, any, any passage that we discuss in class that obviously has a direct bearing on covenant theology is a good choice. Uh, also, you know, passages that we might not look at in class but that, are, that do have a bearing on covenant theology can also be used. Uh, again, I just ask that you approve it with me first, uh, what passage you want to prepare your sermon on uh, before you get into preparing it. Um, to make sure that it's of the right, of the right sort. Uh, and in the sermon, you'll be expected to not just take a covenant theology passage and not talk about covenant theology much, but actually deal with the covenantal implications of the passage and apply it uh, to, the, to the congregation. Um, the due date, uh, you have to have it approved by me by April 26th and the manuscript is due by the beginning of class on May 3rd. Um, and as I say in the syllabus, I've put that due date toward the end of the semester. And if you notice, you have three assignments, and they're all kind of jammed right at the end of the semester. Uh, I've put the sermon manuscript due that late so that if you wanted to preach or wanted to have your sermon manuscript on say, 2 Corinthians, uh, you could wait until we had covered some of Paul's uh, uses of covenant uh, in class before you set out to prepare a sermon on it. I put it late enough that you can probably wait till we're done dealing with the, uh, till we finish dealing with all the uh, biblical overview portions. Uh, you can wait till we're finished with that before you begin preparing the sermon uh, if you want to preach on one of the later passages that we'll cover. But, and so that's perfectly fine, but if you decide you want to preach on a passage that we cover earlier, like if you take an interest in some aspect of the Noahic covenant that we'll cover in just a couple of weeks, if you want to preach on that, then I would suggest that you go ahead and pick your passage, prepare the sermon, and hand it in sooner so that you're not at the end of the semester having a sermon and an essay and a final exam just in this class, never mind what other classes you have. Uh, so I, I would suggest as soon as we strike on a, a passage that you would like to prepare a sermon on that you would go ahead and get it approved, do the sermon, and hand it in. You can hand it in any time. It just has to be in by May 3rd. Does that make sense? So I, I would, unless you just really have a hankering to do uh, something out of Galatians or Romans or something like that, then I would suggest uh, doing it a little bit earlier on in the semester. It will probably make your end of your semester a little bit 
easier. Uh, and uh, on that sermon manuscript, I would like to see a bibliography of commentaries you've used, uh, other sources that you've used to prepare that, and the manuscript will count, again, for one-third of the grade. Any question on sermon manuscript? Yeah, no, no, you, you don't have to have any, no, no, no sort of footnote citation. I just kind of want to, I just want to know what, kind of what sources you're looking at when you do it. Anything else? All right. Um, as you see on the syllabus, late assignments are deducted uh, 10 points per day. Uh, lecture, attendance and lectures is mandatory. Um, you know, basic sort of stuff. Then you get down to the lecture schedule, and I've laid out here a, a tentative course of lectures, how we'll move through. You we might at times move a little bit more slowly, at times move a little bit more quickly, depending on what material we're covering. But um, generally speaking, this is the, the pace at which we'll move through the material. Uh, under each day of lecture, there's a, a list of reading uh, that if you're trying to pace yourself along the way, that's what you would want to read for that day. And you see there at the end, the due dates are in bold, so you know when those are coming. And just a couple of things on the, we'll meet today and for the next two weeks, and then on the 22nd, we'll, the spring lecture series here at the seminary. Uh, so we will not meet on February the 22nd. Then we'll come back on March the 1st and have class on March the 8th, we won't have class. I have a presbytery meeting I have to attend. And then on March 15th is spring break, so we don't meet then. Uh, but then once we get into March 22nd, we meet without interruption for the rest of the semester. So the, the first part of the semester will be a little bit choppy. But once we get past spring break, we'll meet solidly after that. Are there any questions on any of that? Or on anything in the syllabus, generally speaking? On the twelfth. Oh no. Yeah, no, no, we don't. Uh yeah, the, the the last day of actual class is May the tenth. I think the May twelfth, I think it's the Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's a seminary wide due date. So no questions on anything pertaining to the syllabus or they uh they cover had, had you read them before today, some of the stuff in the lecture might sound familiar, but it doesn't if you haven't read it, it's not gonna affect. Yeah, if 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 you if you're really on the ball, then when you show up next week, you will have read what's listed under February first and what's listed under February eighth. I li I listed them un some under February first in case people looked at the online syllabus and were really gung ho. I I never was that on the ball personally, but I give you all credit that maybe you are. <laughs> um, but yeah.
Any, anything else? All right. Was well, my understanding that every every hour we take a ten minute break? Is that right? Is that the way that multi hour? Okay. What time is that? Ten to eleven. So what time do you? Because if you get out here about ten minutes before, then you can get down there. Is that? It's chapel every Tuesday. Okay. So every Tuesday we have. Okay, that explains a lot. I was told it was a two-hour class, and then we saw it was from 9 to 12. And I'm, I'm no mathematician, but that didn't quite add up. But that makes sense. Um, well, then we'll, we'll get going, and we'll go till about 10 till. That gives you all enough time to... Are you you're preaching today? Is that what I hear? Okay. Well, um, yeah, we'll, I'll, we'll go for about 10 minutes, then dismiss, and come back after chapel. All right, the, uh, our course, obviously, is on covenant theology. Uh, covenant theology sometimes is referred to as federal theology. You might come across that terminology oftentimes. Do you all have any idea what covenant theology is? How would you define covenant theology? Any immediate impressions come to mind? How God relates to his people through covenants. It's good. Right, you have very much a the antithesis of dispensationalism and covenant theology has one unbroken account. Very true. Nobody has some amazing definition of covenant theology they want to throw out. Those are both very good and very very accurate. Uh, oftentimes people say, if you don't like covenant theology, people say that covenant theology is just a theological construct that men invented so they could baptize babies, um, which I would say is a little bit inaccurate. Uh, an example of a, a definition of covenant theology, just to give us a starting point, comes from a man by the name of Donald McLeod, who's a no longer principal of, but still the systematic theology professor at the Free Church College in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, he defines covenant theology this way. He says it, that it is the use of the covenant concept as an architectonic principle for the systematizing of Christian truth. The use of the covenant concept as an architectonic principle for the systematizing of Christian truth. Now that is, I think it's a, a pretty good starting point to understand covenant theology. You know, covenant theology is a pretty broad uh, area, and it can be, seem a little bit overwhelming, uh, but Principal McLeod there gives a, a pretty good starting point, I think, because he, he gets at the fact that a covenant theology deals with the realization that God has revealed His truth, He's revealed Himself, He's revealed His redemption through covenant. And so therefore, it's through God's covenant oftentimes, that we best understand God. It's through His covenant that we understand His revelation. It's through His covenant that we understand who He is, that we understand what He's doing and how He's doing it and why He's doing it. Uh, God has revealed Himself through covenant, so when we seek to understand God's revelation, we come back to His covenant, uh, and we seek there to understand Him. And it's not an artificial sort of structuring. It's not a, a system that mankind has put in place to try to understand things. 
we are trying to understand God the way that he's revealed himself. He's revealed himself in covenant. And you see this even through the scriptures when the, the people of God try to understand God and what he's doing, how he's relating with his people. Uh, frequently, uh, they fall back on the covenant, on God's covenant with his people, uh, how he's acted in the past and what that tells them about who he is and how he'll act in the future. Uh, covenant is the way God's revealed himself, so it's the way that we understand him. So I think that um, Principal McLeod's definition uh, gets at one of the real core aspects of covenant theology. Uh, it recognizes the centrality of covenant uh, to God's self-revelation, to his work, uh, to what he's, he's doing in the world, and it enables us to understand God better, uh, to understand his, uh, his work and his person both. But to, to add a little bit more specific detail uh, to McLeod's definition, uh, I would suggest that we have a, a little, little bit more detailed uh, understanding of covenant theology. And I would say that covenant theology is the study of God's eternal, unchanging purpose to bring a people to himself through covenantal relationship. Uh, covenant theology is the study of God's eternal, unchanging purpose to bring a people to himself through covenantal relationship. Now, very frequently you'll heard it said that the essence or the, the purpose, kind of the, the heart of covenant theology is summed up in what's called the Emmanuel principle. Uh, I shall be your God and you shall be my people. Uh, this refrain that you get over and over in the Old Testament scriptures. Uh, I shall be your God and you shall be my people. In fact, in the book of Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy chapter 29, and read that for us, God himself says that that is the purpose of his covenant. Uh, the purpose of his covenant is to be God to his people and have his people uh, be a people to him. In Deuteronomy 29, verses 12 and 13, um, God, or, you know, Moses speaking, he says, uh, that you may enter into covenant with the Lord your God and into his oath which the Lord your God makes with you today that he may establish you today as a people for himself and that he may be God to you just as he has spoken to you and just as he has sworn to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, God there through Moses says that the purpose of his covenant, the purpose of having his people in covenant with him is for him to be God to them and them to be his people. Uh, what covenant theology does is tries to explore uh, how God brings that purpose to pass, how he works through covenant to actually make his people his people and to be God to them. Um, covenant theology recognizes that God has this eternal, unchanging purpose and that he, throughout time, is pursuing it through covenant. It's through covenant that he's making his people and he's drawing them to himself. Now, obviously central uh, to all of that is the idea of covenant. If you say covenant theology is how God draws people to himself through covenant and you leave covenant undefined, you haven't actually done a whole lot of explanation. Uh, so what, what is a covenant? That's a pretty important question. Uh, actually, most of the uh, discussion and disagreement that you sometimes encounter in covenant theology really gets back to differences on an understanding of what a covenant is. Uh, men have different views of what a covenant is and that leads to obviously a very... 
divergent views of covenant theology. So we need to also start by having an understanding of what a covenant is. Um, unfortunately, I think that's probably something that's going to take more than a minute and a half. So perhaps before we get into that area, we'll just go ahead and uh, break. The preceding program has been brought to you by RTS on iTunes U from the virtual campus of Reformed Theological Seminary and may not be reproduced or disseminated in part or in whole for sale or for profit without expressed written consent. To listen to other courses or to access other materials from RTS, please visit us at itunes.rts.edu.